As I read through our readings for today, the first sentence from the first Corinthians passage caused me to pause. My mind jumped to thinking about our current political environment and the divisions. Fortunately, I was cautioned in my homiletics courses to not use the pulpit as a place to provoke more angst by getting into political debate or espousing political positions. I believe this is very good counsel, and today I will keep my message focused on what I do believe God is saying to us with these readings. As I reread the first sentence in Corinthians, the, our reading, I realized I had jumped over the operative phrase that was right in the middle of that sentence, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to read it again. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. You see, as a disciple of Christ, Paul was focused on going to wherever there was discord or conflict inside this new fledgling Christian community. And using his reputation as a devoted and highly respected disciple of Christ to further teach the good news of Jesus' resurrection and his message of hope. A part of Paul's message was always to call to model the call to model one's own actions to those of Jesus. And throughout the New Testament, Jesus is encouraging harmony and mutual support among new Christian communities as part of the one body of Christ. I know we would all agree that one of the most powerful witnesses we can provide to others are our actions, our choices. This type of witness is what Paul is challenging us to choose in our daily living and is also his calling to the church. Our gospel reading today reinforces the calling to become disciples of Christ to all the world. As we read, after the arrest of John the Baptist, Jesus withdrew to Galilee in the midst of the Gentiles and lived among them. Gentiles were identified as those who either had not heard of Jesus and his message about the promise of salvation and everlasting life, or those who had not yet accepted Jesus as the only son of the one God of the universe, and that he was their savior and guiding light, and in him would be true freedom and peace. As Jesus said to Simon, Peter, and Andrew, follow me. So he speaks to us this day. Jesus is calling us to examine our priorities, examine our daily choices, and to invite Jesus to come into our life as our highest priority. Jesus is asking us to pray. Pray that by God's boundless grace, 
we clearly can see his guidance. We also pray that he will give us the strength and courage to choose those things we ought to do and not do those things we ought not to do. As we live into this life of a disciple that we're all being called to do, a new life can and will emerge and we will find a peace of mind knowing that God is with us in all times and in all places and that we're never alone. We can find joy in serving others, putting others' needs first in front of our own. As we all know, divisions exist in all the world, even in the church. However, these divisions can melt away when we gather together as we're doing right now and through prayer, worship, and joining together in Holy Communion, as we do these things, we become one, undivided, and we get a glimpse of paradise that Christ talks about. I believe when we have this common experience, we are better prepared to go to all the world and be the disciple that God is calling us to be. We can become a living witness that will attract others to seek what we have found. They are attracted to the way we live our life and they want to learn how to do that also. And in doing this, a new life is born. A new child of God is welcomed into his holy, everlasting kingdom. This is what disciples do, and this is what we're being called to do this day. Amen.